Hey guys, Brandon here. And I'm Brittany. And welcome back to the Pumpkin Patch. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Guys, I'm a little sleepy this episode, so I apologize ahead of time. I was about to say, the pumpkins are tired. These are sleepy babies. Yes, we've been working our asses off. Yeah, this past week, me and uh, Brittany both have worked at minimum seven days in a row. Yeah. That's too much. This is my taking nap right here. Yeah, I'm over it. This is my first weekend off, and I'm so excited to do nothing. Yeah, I only get one day. I get Saturday off and back to the grindstone. Keep your nose off the grindstone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's the joys of being a manager. Mm, joys of something. Yep. But uh, we, I do have a week off soon, starting Wednesday, and I can't wait. Yes. I'm so excited. The smooth sound. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, whatever. the ADHD kicked in for a second. Something kicked in. It doesn't in. matter anymore. <laughs> Not important. Something kicked in. But yes, Brittany, I don't give a fuck about your week. Let's talk about me. So, <laughs> my week was long. It wasn't bad. I got to go to Columbia, which, baby, is hot up there. It's, I mean, it's about the same as Charleston. But Columbia and Charleston, in my opinion, have two different kinds of heat. And people are like, you're near the ocean. You get a breeze. Bitch, where? Mm-hmm. No, it's just more humidity. <laughs> right, because it's moist down here, baby. It's moist. Yeah, it's like yeah. my titties. And them things was moist. I credit card swiped her in the car, <laughs> and woof, I had a slick finger. Shut up. <laughs> That's what he said. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I went up there for the weekend. Week, not weekend, sorry. And spent some time up there doing some work-related stuff, and it wasn't bad, but pff, it's hot. I don't know how you did that drive every single day. because I mean, I know you had to because you didn't have any choice. But I mean, I had a choice, but I was not staying in the facilities they provided to stay in. You got me fucked up. Well, I mean, but you also had to take care of your dogs. So I know my nookies. <laughs> I had to take care of my babies. But not the other one. She the takes one. care of herself. <laughs> I, only, I only had to provide the food and love. <laughs> All she requires. But yeah, I drove to Blythewood today. And for those that don't know, that's on the other side of Columbia. And... Literally, that drive makes me want to crash head first down into a ravine. So, I don't know how you did that every day for, what was it, five days or whatever? Four? Yep. Uh, Tuesday through Friday. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And it was early in the morning. Cause I, I, so, for those of you who don't know, I, I don't know what it is. And I blame the military. I blame everything. I have to be early. If I feel like I am, in, like, I'm, I won't mean like early, like 10 to 5 minutes. I need to be at least a minimum 30 to 45 minutes early so I know what I'm doing make sure i'm where i need to be i need to be my early is on time and if i don't feel like i have enough time to i got to make sure i count for traffic i got to make sure i count that unexplained accident on the interstate if i don't have my ducks in a row you will see me as if i like i'm about to lose my job i don't know yeah he gets very anxious yes and i have a schedule like she saw me when we were flying to turks and caicos uh god forbid i mentioned turks and caicos oh yeah Mark just took a shot. Yeah, there it is. But <laughs> whenever we travel, and it doesn't have to necessarily be there, and then it's anybody, if you ever travel with me, you understand and you will agree that I need to know where your passport's at. I need to know what plane tickets you got, <laughs> what seat are you sitting in. Do you understand that you need to have this for your carry-on? You can't bring that on the plane. You can't bring this on the plane. we got to be at the airport at this time because i got to make sure that we account for TSA's check-in <laughs> because there's there's the stands is only one open. Yeah, I'm that guy. No, the funny thing is every time me and him have flown together, we always get like super early flights. Which I like that because it's not as crowded. But it is hilarious because not only does he have to be at the airport 
umpteen hours early. But if we're going to eat or something, we got to eat right at the gate. We have to be at the gate hours early. Not just at the airport. At the gate. At the dough. We were waiting for the plane at the dough. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't I do not do no. Like, I already got text messages on my phone. So if our gate changes, if our flight's delayed, I know. I, I fucking know. <laughs> so I'm that guy. Um, but not diverge off our point. But my week hasn't been too bad. But it's just been long. Oh, and by the way. Like this dick. All right. Um. <laughs> The exciting news I had the other day, we were waiting to hear back if I got a raise at my job. And I know that's not a big deal for everybody. But, baby, this economy, you can take what you can get. And I got a raise. I'm proud of you. I can afford real eggs. No more powder, baby. <laughs> and if you're using powder, ain't no shame in it. But, baby, just we making moves. Hey, I don't know what kind of powder that is. I ain't no egg, though. I don't know. It turn yellow when you mix it. So. Right. But right God bless and go forward. How was your week? Oh, boy. Anyways, moving on to this week's topic. <laughs> Honestly, my week was not bad. It's just been, you know, I'm just exhausted. It wasn't even just this week. I think in the past 19 or 20 days, maybe up to 21 by now, I've had three days off. And I don't know. I don't like feeling like I'm working my life away. How are you dealing with it? <laughs> not well. You need something for it? Yeah, well, yeah, I need some what? What were you, what are you, what do you mean? What are you offering? I was going off for narcotics. I don't know uh-huh. what you were ever about to ask for. <laughs> Not that. Um, but no, I just, I don't know. I don't, I feel like I'm like, I'm working my life away. And don't we all? I know, I mean, I know I took the, the position and I don't regret it, but we could use some help. So if you're interested in applying for the position for Brittany, um, <laughs> reach out. Yeah. <laughs> they don't pay much, and you work long hours, and you're full of stress. <laughs> That's your prize. Way to recruit, best friend. Thank you. Well, got to keep them honest. <laughs> but no, I just, I don't know. I feel like I need to take better care of myself. Don't and, we all, though? In all the ways. Same. I'm not sleeping much. Oh, even better. Well. Have you tried Dambian? <laughs> no, I'm too scared to. And I know you offered to let me stay at your house while I take it to begin with, just to make sure I don't, like, sleepwalk. But even if I did, you don't wake up, so I'd be tumbling down the stairs before you knew anything. <laughs> First off, baby, there's two things wrong with that statement. You sleep and walking, that's a, it's a weird side of triangle. Two of those things belong, but not the third one. So you will sleep, and you may walk, but it won't be Brittany. And if you Brittany and you sleeping, you definitely ain't walking. Thanks. See, see what I'm saying? be all right just take take the medicine man i'm about to do some walking next weekend i'm already dreading that shit yeah next weekend we're actually traveling down to florida for a george Strait and chris stapleton concert and yes we did just see chris stapleton but you can eat both our furry butts <laughs> <laughs> i had somebody tell me the other day you know he's gonna sing the same same songs right and i don't I fucking like, remember asking nobody that question <laughs> and i don't give a fuck that one didn't have george Strait too right and um I know we mentioned this last time. Did we mention this on the podcast last time that we talked about that we found out that the Chris Stapleton was in a previous band? Yeah, we did, yep. actually. And I said that it was like finding a whole new album for your favorite artist. Yep, and I figured we did, but I have fallen in love with a few songs in particular, and I love it. It's that's, I, I'm so excited. And he released his White Horse song, which that was amazing. Yes, he, he previewed well not previewed i mean he sang his new song at the concert we went to but it had not been released yet 
and he finally released it the other day early his album doesn't come out until november but oh my gosh i love the song it's so good i loved it as soon as he sang it at the concert i was like yep. that's a good one it's a good one <laughs> that it is so what are we talking about today you don't know how to ease this in here. Right? You just well, you just looked at me and straight I was like, for the kill. Well, I kind of started to like talk about it when I said I need to talk, take better care of myself. But then we devote or we diverted onto Chris Stapleton because we all we both have ADHD. He doesn't admit it, but he does. No, I just have memory loss. I don't remember <laughs> what we're doing half the time, and even more so when I'm sleepy. Your your niece gives us shit all the time about my knees. <laughs> Hands on your knees. <laughs> See, there's the ADHD. Um, <laughs> Facts. Ain't nobody asked you sing that shit. <laughs> Your niece gives us shit all the time about how we go from one topic to the other, and I was right. like, you, you can imagine being in my brain. You know, I the intrusive thought almost won, and I was about to call that bitch out. Looking <laughs> thing, you know what else hops around from one thing to another? Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's what uh, I thought. I'll keep my comments to myself. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> No, we didn't do he said, she said. Hold oh, on, where's my phone at? Do we have any? Oh, yes, we do. That we do. Voices. Um, <laughs> hold on a second, guys. I got to pull up my notes. I apologize. I should have been better prepared for this, but I was not. Yeah. Sorry. And I'm also sleepy, too. So, Brittany, tell me about something. Tell me an interesting fact about yourself. I'll pull this shit up. Um, Nobody gives a shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brittany, do... No. Not that one. We did that one. Oh, this one's about... No, this... Yeah. Brittany said, I know it's going to taste like shit. It's lemon and ginger. Brandon, lemon and gitters. (laughs) Wait, is it gitters? Or jitters? (laughs) (laughs) English is hard, guys. English is hard. I can't even find my list. (laughs) Uh, Another one of my favorite ones is me. This soup. We'll grow a limb back. Brittany, you should have grown a lemon back. <laughs> <laughs> God bless America. I think, was the list just on your phone? Yeah. You have the other list of things that me and you do specifically just for us. Yeah. And another thing that's been hilarious, we talk about the voices. Yes. Um, I don't think we mentioned that and how that worked. So, I don't know how this came about. I do. Okay, explain it. Explain we it. We were watching this. Sh- and yes, I said, explain. <laughs> I took the X out of that shit. No explain. We were watching um this show that's like shows body cam videos from law enforcement or whatever and this <laughs> it was showing this incident where the officer showed up to a house and the woman said she was hearing voices and we we're just chilling on the couch and <laughs> and Brandon goes, Voices and then puts like the finger guns up and just starts blowing that bitch away. <laughs> yes, I forgot. But it was probably one Sam. of those you had to be there things, but he was yeah. like, Voices you know it's funny though because whenever Brittany says something it looks like i'm not paying attention I'm like voices <laughs> gets me every damn time yeah we're weird but it's those kind we, of things that... i'm not weird i'm near me okay all right anyway so back to what we we're gonna talk about <laughs> Brittany wants to talk about health and how she's the pillar of health i just say that she's the pillar period <laughs> All right, well, and you are the cherub angel. What is it? What? I don't know. It's a cherub, <laughs> right? Them little fat bitches <laughs> with on. the arrows. Oh, wait. 
We gotta break this down. Bray, we gotta break it down. What you just said. Start from the beginning. I am a what? Cher- cherub? Cherub? <laughs> it's not like you're trying to say scarab. What scabies? <laughs> you got rabies? What are you trying to say? Is this English? Cherub. C H E R U B. Cherub. Hang on, let's let's go songs. What the fuck? Shrub? <laughs> That's a bush. I'm. I don't know what what the. Fuck Everybody is... is yelling at their radios right now. Yes, that's fine because what the fuck is a cherub? Them, them fat bitches with the the bow and arrows, and they shoot you know hearts at you and shit. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> Damn, I like a concrete angel. Cherub, see. Baby, I don't know what the fuck. I got a one point eight. I don't know what the fuck that is. Some fat ass angels. I'm an angel? No, you just fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know you ain't talking. Who's the one that has to have the fan on in the room right now? Yeah, it's 97, 40,000 degrees outside. Yeah, inside my house is not. But we came from outside, so I needed a moment to cool off. Baby, it's been about an hour, and you still ain't cooling off? Bitch, we ain't been back an hour. Consult uh, the ring. 16 minutes. <laughs> we got that's almost an hour. Six. Yeah, close enough. But. No, what Brittany wanted to mention today, and I think it's a good point because honestly, we're both going through our own journeys. She's journeying into the refrigerator, I'm tra- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to hey, journey into the. Don't make me play you. <laughs> what? We want to consult menus today. You ain't funny, bitch. Well. Yeah. You, you want to consult menus? We can consult menus, and we can go over the course of our lifetimes, and we can see who's fucking winning or losing. Yeah. Well, guess what? You come for me, I come for you. But anywho. So, Brittany wanted to talk about health, and there's a few things that come with that. Not only about eating right and just exercise, but also the mental part of it, in my opinion, that comes with it. Yes. And this shit ain't easy, as you skinny bitches like to think it is. True, because I've been discussing this with another friend of ours, a mutual friend who's, I mean, he's lost a lot of weight, and he was telling me about the plan that he sticks to, and... And I don't know, I've just been, it's, talking to him has made me want to get back on track. But see, the thing is, also the fact that I've been working so much, so my back is killing me. And I know that a lot of that comes from my wreck. And there's only so much that I can do to fix my back because shit is busted. And But I do know from prior experience that losing weight actually does help the pain. So, yeah, I mean, losing weight's not going to fix the problems that I have, but it would make it a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. And today, like driving to Blythewood, man, my back was fucking killing me. And I was like, Brittany, you got to get your shit together. But it's crazy to me that even being in pain like this and knowing that I have so many goals that I would like to achieve as far as like travel and stuff, that's still not enough to make me stick with it. Yeah. And that's how I know that shit is mental as fuck. It is. I think it's more so mental than. A lot of people think it is. Now, for some people, like, you know, my dad. My dad's a fucking stone. He don't give a shit. He's like, you know what? I don't need to eat this. Cool. And then he doesn't. And he just rocks with it. Like, it's nothing. That's and, how my dad was, too. And I, I don't get it. Because my dad, when I was born, my dad was over 400 pounds. He was, like, closer to, like, 430 or something like that. Damn, Randy. <laughs> and I was. He was a thick boy. <laughs> yeah, he was. 
But is that whistle? That picture with him and that mustache and them fucking aviators? <laughs> Let me tell you what, Randy was fucking right. He said, I don't give a shit, boy. I am the man. <laughs> but he, when I was like an infant, he got random enough. This is so weird. He got Rocky Mountain spotted fever. You know what's funny? The last time I heard somebody reference that, it was actually in a dog and he couldn't use his back legs. Yeah. Or, and I'll be, in case my family listens to this and they can correct me, I can't remember if they thought. It was that, and then it ended up being pancreatitis, or if they thought it was pancreatitis, and it ended up being Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. That's a pretty big jump, don't you think? I know, but it was like the symptoms he was showing. I just remember those two things being in the same story. That's all I know. I heard the story several times over my childhood, but you know how my memory is. But anyway, so in the testing and everything, they found out he was diabetic, and that was when he got diagnosed, and the doctor told him, Because my mom was there with me. I was an infant. You know, she's like, hold me. And he said, if you don't do something, you will not see that baby graduate high school. And he literally dropped 200 pounds like it was nothing. He was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go ahead and just do this. And Was was that for you or was that your sister? Me. I literally said she was holding me. I was an infant. First off, don't lose your fucking mind. I am (laughs) tired. (laughs) Trying to remember shit is even harder (laughs) than normal. But yeah, he so he dropped 200 pounds like it was nothing. And then, you know, sometimes he would get a little lazy with his diet. And because we didn't keep sweets or anything in the house at all. So I don't know how I ended up like this. But <laughs> I'm about to say, I know I wasn't eating the peas. Facts. <laughs> Brittany had a story one time where Randy was trying to make her eat peas and Barbara came in there, not my baby. Yeah, he kept me, he told me I couldn't get down from the bar. We had like a bar that I sat at. And he said, I couldn't get down from the bar until I finished my peas. And I was sitting there crying. I was like, they're just so gross. And my mom came home from work. She walked in. She was like, what is wrong with her? And I was like, he told me I have to eat my peas. And she said, no, you don't, baby. Go to your room. And then she set him straight. She said, don't make my baby do nothing she don't want to do. Now look at you. You don't eat peas. (laughs) And, yeah. But it's funny, though, because my mom was always the hard ass. But I don't know. That set her off that night. Because... Mama Barry didn't say that was acceptable. He didn't ask permission. And I think, like, the biggest part, I think, not it's not necessarily, like, getting in the right mindset to do it. I think the biggest thing, I think the hurdle is, it's just that making that excuse of, like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. And I don't think, it's not necessarily, like, oh, it's okay that I'm this big, but more so, like, oh, okay, if I didn't do great this day, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And, and then I, tomorrow comes and you use the same excuse. Yep. And then there you are, seven years later, <laughs> right side of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just blow that. So what do you think your biggest struggles is, are with, like, eating? So I think it's more so, like, if I'm, like, right, okay, so just to kind of explain what I'm doing right now. And it's nothing crazy because, like, I've, I've seen people talk about intermittent fasting and I was like, what is it? Because, I mean, I know about fasting, like, if you're going to go to the doctor and get, like, blood work done. But I was like, I wonder what this is and what it, you know, what it consists of. And, you know, I know people do it for like fucking multiple different reasons, whether it be religious or just whatever. So I've started to do intermittent fasting, but it's a 16 hour fast from point A to point B for 16 hours. And you have an eight hour window where you eat um, not whatever you want, but you need to try to pack as much nutrients and, you know, good shit as possible. Um, Usually most times it's like a... uh, two meal like one in the morning one in the evening 
the only problem that I'm running into right now is that I've been working so much here recently that I'm busy throughout the day to where when I get home, I don't, <laughs> it's kind of like, bitch, I just, whatever's laying around, I'm going to eat because I'm fucking starving because I haven't eaten, which is a terrible way to do that. Yeah. Um, but also this is still a brand new thing for me too. And I haven't like meal prepped anything. If I felt like I did that, it would definitely help out this process some too, which I'm going to have to try to do that. Um, so I think more so mine is just making sure I make the time to do what I'm setting out to do. Cause I'm, I'm already halfway there. Cause I'm, I'm following what the, uh, the plan is like, I'm fasting, I'm doing, I'm like, I'm exercising all that good shit. Um, but now it's just the food part of it that is just more so out of laziness instead of like coming home and cooking. Like I know I should do. I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to swing something on the way home and then right. eat before I go to bed because I know I still have to take care of the, you know, the dogs. I still have to make sure I get done with what I need to do at the end of the day. And like, and then having that moment where I can just sit there and decompress after a long day and some me time. Um, <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. Eat that, go to bed and then come up and do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I went for my first run walk <laughs> the other day. Baby. <laughs> Something. Screaming. The knees. Yeah. And I and it's funny, though. I used to love to run. I still do technically love. Like, even when I did that little bit of a run, I was like, man, it, it's a, uh, I don't know how to, like, like it must, a runner's high, type thing. Kind of, but not really. Like, because runner's high usually for me is, like, I've hit mile two. I'm like, yeah. when I'm doing, like, a 5K, and then I'm like, man, I'm fucking just get this shit all day but it was kind of like one of those things like man i haven't ran in so long for like fun <laughs> some if i'm running usually it's for work and i don't, I don't like it um but yeah so what do you feel like are some of your biggest hurdles oh absolutely 1000 percent. i am addicted to fast food and when i was sitting here talking about my childhood and how we didn't keep things in the house <coughs> excuse me in the house the problem is both of my parents worked in law enforcement and back in those days, they didn't do 12-hour shifts like what's common in law enforcement now. They did eight-hour shifts. So you would literally work seven days in a row. And so during that time, my dad, would he didn't cook. So he, we would get fast food or I would get fast food. And I don't, I just got addicted to it. And what's crazy is like being on the day shift schedule for me now, I've been on night shift for years. But I'm with my new promotion, I'm back on day shift. And I feel like if I actually took the time to meal prep, I could actually probably stick to it a little bit because during the day or in the morning when I'm driving to work, there's nothing open. So there's no temptation for me. But when I work night shift, everything is open. So even if I have meal prepped, I want to stop and get whatever fast food I'm passing because that sounds like so much easier. And I've talked to my therapist about this and... Eating, especially certain foods, does give you endorphins. And because I've told her before, even if I have meal, let's say I meal prepped and I got all the way through that step, which is a hard enough step for me to get through anyway. But let's say that I did do it. I already know when I grab that meal to take it with me that it's not going to make me happy when I eat. And, you know, she, she was like, well, you have to get in that mindset that I'm not eating as a thing to make me happy. That's not why you're supposed to eat. You're supposed to eat because we have to, to survive. And I'm like, well, God damn, if you take that away, what do I have left? Me. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it's hard because I'm like, okay, I understand that I need to get to that mindset, but what do I have? What do I do to get there? And I'm going to reveal something that I always have kept. 
within my tight little circle of friends. You gotta be careful and speed up how you say my tight <laughs> yeah. circle. Yeah, I got multiple tight circles. But anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even some of my friends don't know this, but back in twenty fifteen twenty sixteen I had gastric bypass. And it was because it was right after, well, it was after my wreck and I had started, I was able to walk again, but I was like, I can't, like my back is, is in, I'm in so much pain. I have to do something. I've got to get right. So I did all the things. I lost all the weight beforehand. They make you see a therapist beforehand. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I told her everything that I knew she wanted to hear. So she would approve me. And I thought I was, honestly, I thought I was so good because I can't stand to get sick, like throwing up. I will fight tooth and nail to not throw up. It was funny so. you say that. We just talked about this a minute ago. Like if, yeah. if I've been drinking and I know that I'm going to get the best sleep of my life if I throw up and get the alcohol out now, yeah. psh, baby, here it comes. <laughs> so when after I had the surgery, I, um, I, I was scared to death to get sick. So I was scared to do, I, like I stuck to that shit. And I even talked shit about people before I had the surgery. I was like, I don't understand these people that don't stick to it. I'll be damned if I'm going to go through all this and not stick to it. I mean, I did. I talked all kinds of shit. And after the fact, I was so scared to get sick that I stuck. Like, I wouldn't even eat gum because I knew it had, like, that aspartame in it. And I was like, I, I'm, and you know how I am about gum. That's how strict I was. But what happened was about six months after my surgery, we had an incident at work where... I'm basically what they call an essential employee. So we had a, a state of emergency. <laughs> yeah, calm yourself down. Not that essential. <laughs> Shut up. And so I had to be at work until the state of emergency ended. So in that time, I knew that I had to meal prep food. And I did ahead of time. But then our power went out and our generator didn't work. So all my food went bad. Long story short, I ended up having to eat stuff that wasn't great. And that is when I realized that it didn't make me sick. I didn't get, I didn't throw up like some people do. And baby, it was a wrap from there because all it took was me to lose that like fear. And I was like, okay, well, I can get away with eating a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I had combining what I lost after surgery and before surgery, I had lost over a hundred pounds. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I wasn't trying to point out a bad thing or nothing, but. You're it like was it nice was. while it lasted, but hey. baby, put it all back on. It happens. I will say I have not gotten back to what my highest weight was, which was which is crazy to me. Numbers-wise, I have not gotten back there, but I feel like I am the biggest I've ever been in my life. Like, just when I wear clothes or just the way I feel, the way my body, like, hurts, I feel like I'm the biggest I've ever been. But number-wise, I haven't gotten back to that. So, <laughs> we'll see, though. There's still time. we got to up them numbers, baby. I'm so mad she said, we'll see. The fuck we will. But I don't tell a lot of people that, that I had that done. Because at first, I didn't want them to be like, oh, she took the easy way out. First of all, if you think that shit's easy, go through it. And then we'll talk. Um, Even if I had stuck to it, that shit is not easy. I remember when I was going through the soft foods phase and I couldn't, or the liquids only phase. I was sitting on my couch watching TV because I was still recovering from the surgery and a commercial came on i think it was like olive garden or some shit and i burst into tears because i was like i just want to chew something it didn't even have to be bad food i just wanted to chew 
Did I tell you about the time my mom bought a taco when she had her gastro bypass and chewed it and spit it out? No, but I can see why. So she uh, she literally was in her liquids phase. And so this was back when it wasn't like it was now. Like they legit had to like cut you open open back yeah. when they did it with her. Because I remember I was young. I think I was like six or eight. They uh, they did the surgery. She was in the hospital for like two weeks. And not like anything bad happened, but they just monitored her. Because again, not, it wasn't like a super common. Like it was a normal procedure to do, but not like easy as it is now where like literally they hook you up to a bunch of robots and it's done in like a few minutes with just a couple holes on the outside no. yeah um so after she got hers done um and like a month or two or three months i can't remember how long the liquid fade is phase is um <clears throat> she uh she got us taco bell she's like man it smells so good she literally sat there on the couch bit into the uh, <laughs> taco chewed that shit and then spit it back out and then she she quote unquote ate the taco and then just kept spitting it back out again just because she wanted real food because it was usually like broth or mm-hmm. um jello or whatever it was i'm like hmm. yep broth and jello that's pretty much what i lived on during the liquid phase and <clears throat> my yeah, mom was and... so excited for mashed potatoes whenever yes. she could start to switch over to little thicker except i didn't i couldn't do mashed potatoes but i was able to basically like puree chicken and almost Gross. like a almost like a chicken salad, but it was just chicken and mayonnaise because you couldn't really add more stuff to it. With Dukes. Oh, exactly, yes. And salt and pepper, but like you had to, it couldn't be like a thick chicken salad type consistency. You had to puree it a little bit more. I'll be damned. You got me fucked up. But bitch, I was like, and it was the tiniest amount. Anyways, I don't, I don't want to go into the whole surgery thing, but. I don't tell a lot of people now. I didn't tell a lot of people before because you get the judgment of, oh, you took the easy way out. But then I didn't want to tell people after because I'm like, I failed. And there's a lot of shame with it. And me and Brandon love watching the Thousand Pound Sisters and the Thousand Pound Best Friends. But every time I watch those with him, I get so triggered because they'll be talking about their feelings. And I'm like, yep. And I don't know why it's just such a shameful thing to me, but. I don't know. I don't like failing at things, but I'm like, man, I really failed at that. I, I will say I still get full fast, but the downside is whenever you eat what they will call slider foods, <laughs> which are like carb type sliders. things. Sliders. I want some sliders. <laughs> so the best way to describe it is like whenever you eat a dense protein, like a chicken breast or something like that, it's obviously dense. So your stu- it stays in your stomach longer. It keeps you fuller longer. But what they call slider foods would be something like with a lot of carbs, like French fries. Obviously, that's not going to stay in your stomach longer. It breaks down faster and it just slides through. So I get full fast still, but I eat foods that are not good, so I don't stay full. And then, of course, I'm just not eating good food. So, but I don't know. It just bothers me that the not the wanting to not be in as much pain and the wanting to travel it's just not enough to make it click for me. Like, goddamn, what motivation does it take? I mean, uh, being able to recognize that you know that, hey, I'm struggling just to like what, like I'm not having the motivation alone and knowing that you don't. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, some people are like, no, I don't have a problem. I'm just, it's, I'm not, I don't really have the urge or need to do it, so I don't want to do it right now. But at least you know that you need to do it and you're having a problem getting started. That's the first step. And then kind of going from there because it's not an easy process, especially if you're, if you weren't like high metabolism, always skinny, all that shit. Yeah, sure. 
Because, I mean, like, even for me, whenever I was younger, like, so we ate what we had when I was younger because, again, then, like, we weren't rich. So right. what was on the table, you got to eat. You ate what you got, and sometimes you might not get something else next time. So you eat till you're full. So I think that's part of it where that came into, especially younger, developing bad habits back then. Like, all right, I'm going to eat as much as I can just in case if tomorrow, might not. And watch some of my family be like, you didn't never not go hungry. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> um, and and I don't think you could, I don't, like, I wouldn't say like you failed by no means, but it's not like your journey's over. It's not like you gave up. It's not like you're done. I mean, it's, yeah, you may not feel like you've, you know, hit your goal from start to finish from that process. Journeys take a long time and you just kind of have to get right back on, get in the saddle, best friend. <laughs> I'm back on the ride. I can't more. fit in the saddle. <laughs> well, we'll get you one of them scooters until you can fit in the saddle, okay? But like, I mean, even our trip next weekend, I'm already so anxious about it because I know the concert is at an actual NFL stadium. So I already know that the parking is going to be far away probably. And I'm already so anxious about it because I already know my back's going to hurt. I'm going to be out of breath because I'm fat as fuck and I'm out of shape because I literally work all the time. But when I get home from work, I'm so exhausted. What do I do? I sit down or I lay down or I go and go to sleep. I'm getting no physical activity and I don't, I got to start doing something, but. Well, I mean, if you want to, you obviously know you can always come out here with me, especially with me walking, uh, nuke and whatnot. Bella doesn't really get walks. (laughs) <laughs> she me and Bella are the same last time I took her for a mile walk she almost had cardiac arrest <laughs> <laughs> had to fib the bitch a couple of times and and see this is the vicious cycle because I know that I want to and I need to walk I don't want to walk because I know that I'm going to be in pain but I'm in pain because I need to lose weight and it's just a cycle and I don't know but I will say I know now looking back that I was not mentally ready to have the gastric bypass. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much the mental part plays into it. Just like you said a minute ago, a lot of people don't realize how big a part that is. And I, yeah, they make you see a therapist beforehand. And I really did think I was ready. I answered her questions exactly like, you know, I thought at the time, but I wasn't as self-aware back then. I wish I had done a lot more therapy, not just the one required appointment with, with some random bitch that asks you a preset questions. Yeah. I mean, and again, nobody's perfect by no means. Um, it takes it takes time. So don't beat yourself up. Because I know we can always end up being our worst critics sometimes. Because trust me, you know. I mean, you even said it a couple of times. Don't talk to my best friend like that. Yes. Well, I think we are our own, our own worst critic when it comes to shit like that. Whether it be work-related or, in this case, health-related. Because, again, I mean, I ain't ashamed of it. I'll be calling myself all kinds of fat bitches. Uh, <laughs> because it's true. Um, but, I, and I think that's one of the hardest things, too. Because, I mean, like, you become so self-critical about what you're going through and, like, what you're not accomplishing that you're like, well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I know I've been like that a couple of times. I'm like, especially for me, I'm impatient. And I think that comes with the younger generations that instant gratification. Like, bitch, if I go to the gym for a month and I don't have six pack already, I fucking hate it. <laughs> but obviously, I mean, I know that it's not going to ever be that quick. But also, I'm like, I can't even get like a little riblet, <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, 
and that's the thing that that's the biggest part too like when you sit there and you work so hard then especially for women i know it's a lot harder for y'all to lose weight than it is for mm-hmm. men i mean golden ticket being a guy so i can't complain about that um but i know for y'all especially like i mean y'all have to work a little bit harder given y'all's body structure and whatnot and hormones and heavy yes. flows and all this the above <laughs> <laughs> and i have pcos and i have thyroid you got, you got plenty of fish <laughs> yeah i wish that's what that meant um but i also have thyroid issues so anybody that has hypothyroidism knows that you are literally fighting a losing battle trying to lose weight with that but yeah i don't it's it bothers me going back to what you said about don't talk about my best friend like that because you'll look at pictures of yourself and you're so hard on yourself i'm like bro you've already lost so much weight i mean well and that's so it's funny that you mentioned what um caleb said earlier like ain't nobody telling me i got fat (laughs) ain't none of you bitches told me i got that fat when i went to lenore like cool fuck all of you (laughs) so like to fill most of y'all in who don't know um so like when i got um out of the career field i've been in for a hot minute I think I gained shit, like 60, 70 pounds, just because a lot of the work I was doing was very sedentary. Like I, when I worked for Progressive, sitting in an office chair doing nothing. Same thing, Lenar, mostly sitting in an office somewhere, but then every now and again you would get up and go somewhere. But like, ain't nobody tell me I was chunky <laughs> as fuck? Cool, appreciate all of you. Um, but I've lost 60 pounds already. And hopefully continue that fucking trend. Right now, it's been about the same, but it's just slow. Because, again, I've been more lackadaisical with it. Because before, it used to be like it was a set plan and everything. And then, again, life happens. It's not an excuse by no means. But, you know, now I'm getting back on it again. And, and it, it's, it, it takes a lot. And I understand that. Um, especially with what I had been going through not too long ago. I think a lot of that played a part into it, too. Where I was like, you know, I was going through a lot emotionally as well as... Uh, just dealing with that um again no excuse gotta grind all the fucking time (laughs) um so like now that i'm getting back into it again especially because like whenever i went to uh, training in north carolina like i loved it because it was mostly like always doing something and then also on top of that starting to eat better like i felt phenomenal i was gonna Um, say you came back looking skinny (laughs) were you trying to say something happened no, but I mean, that's when you lost a lot of, you had already started to lose weight before you left, but then whenever you see somebody every day, it's harder to notice that, yeah. but you were gone for, what, six weeks? And No, it was more than that. Yes. I think it was eight. Yeah, eight. And, you know, I would see you like here and there, but yeah, at the end of it, I was like, damn, bitch. Slanging dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say would be... The hardest thing for you to do now to get where you want to be. So, I know this is going to sound like an excuse, but it's really not. But I, I talked about in a prior episode how my therapist and my doctor are pretty sure that I have ADHD. And I know I joke about it a lot, but they really do think that. And I had an appointment scheduled for November. That was literally the earliest they can get me in. I made that appointment in May. And the earliest they could get me in was November. That's crazy. And... To get diagnosed or figure out if I have it, whatever. And 
they called me the other day and they were like, the provider you were going to see has left the practice now. So instead of just scheduling me with a different provider in the same office, they now make me, are going to make me get a whole new order from my doctor or referral, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So anyway, long story short, my therapist had told me that a lot of what people don't realize is ADHD is a lot. One of the big things is it's hard to not only formulate a plan, but even if you are able to formulate a plan, actually getting started on that plan is a struggle. And then, even if you do successfully get started, actually sticking with it is a struggle. So I'm not saying that would be a cure-all, like if I was medicated. I'm not saying it would be a cure-all by any means. I don't know. I've never been medicated before. I haven't even been diagnosed yet. Yeah. But I would be curious to see how much of a difference it would make. Because right now, I'm struggling to even formulate a plan. I keep saying that I need to do it. How many times have I told you, hey, we need a meal prep? And I know you've done it alone. Our schedules are having a hard time lining up for us to actually do it together. Yeah. I don't cook, so I'm going to make him cook for me. I don't know yet. Lazy bitch. I'll be <laughs> damned if you think I'm going to cook for you. You wouldn't cook for me to help save my life. No. All and right. it's funny well. that you and it's funny that you said those words specifically save her life. I remember she came in one day and she thought I was insulting her. I was like, That shirt look wasn't that shirt a little bigger on you? Mm-hmm. Last you said time? best friend, wasn't that shirt big big on you one time? And and I told her, I was like, I wasn't trying to be mean, but I did tell her, I was like, Best friend, I'm worried about you because I want you to live forever. Mm-hmm. So God forbid I was worried about my best friend's health and I was like, you know what I got when you see something, you need to say something. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's over and she's like, God damn it, call me Bigums again. <laughs> <laughs> but just for the record, that shirt was not bigger, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was a little, little, little bigger on you before. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, um, so I would be curious to see if I actually do end up getting diagnosed and medicated for it, what difference it would make. I've talked to friends that have been medicated before, and they're like, dude, it's insane. You aren't going to want to sit down. Like, our friend Chase, the one we always give the secret number for, he told me when he... Speaking of secret number, really quickly, the first part of it it is 8 times 10 plus 11 minus 6. All right. So, so he had told me before when he was medicated earlier in his life, he's not now, but whenever he was, he said that he didn't even... He would get pissed that he had to stop to eat. Because he just was like wanted to keep doing whatever it was he was working on. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't even imagine me being like that. That's crazy. So it would be interesting to see. Now, I mean, everybody has different, like I the ADHD thing, I do not have hyperactivity whatsoever. So <laughs> Hyper and activity in the same <laughs> sentence? That's right. crazy. So it's, it's different for everybody. And it's also, I'm sure everybody reacts differently to the medication. So I'd be interested to see. But... If I do get to the point of formulating the plan, then actually, like, following through with it and sticking to it. Right. Because I've done all three of those things before, but I've never been able to successfully stick to it, obviously. I mean, look at me. So. <laughs> the pillar of health. And and honestly, my job, and this is, again, not an excuse, out both of our jobs, actually, make it so hard even harder than it would be normally. Because, yeah, if I could stick to the Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, I really feel like that I could be more successful with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, one day I'm on nights, one day I'm on back on days again, and then back to nights. I don't fucking know where I, whether I'm coming or going. Yep. But I know what I'm not doing. Ain't coming. coming. 
interesting you say that. <laughs> but what do you think would be, the, well, I mean, you've already started, but, so you you feel like the biggest struggle is, like, sticking to it? Yeah, and I think it's more so just a matter of, like, convenience. Because, like you said, like, I can start, I can make the plan, and I'm like, I'll do the research on my own, like, I'll figure out my own workouts, I'll, <clears throat> I'll, uh, you know, I'll look up all the information that I need. I will go out there and meal prep. And like, you've even seen it. Like I'll be sitting yeah. there. I'm like, huh, Brittany's supposed to be here today to meal prep with me. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. So now I'll get started on my own. So like I'll meal prep all my stuff. I even labeled it what day I'm supposed to eat it. So I even make it easier for myself. But then I'll sit there. I'll like a good little bowl. I pack my lunch and I go about my way. But then work somehow goes sideways. And then I lose track of time. And then I'm like, by the time at the end of the day goes, my food has defrosted in my bag. And it's probably no good anymore. And I'm like, I ain't about to eat that. So, cool. I'm going to grab me a sandwich and mind my business. And that's the, I think that's my biggest hurdle is just sticking with it. Because doing it is not the problem. Like like you said, I'm like, especially when I went to training, I realized that, like you told me, that eating this food is not meant to enjoy. It is literally meant to survive. And I never really necessarily ate for enjoyment, but I, I've always, especially like in when I was younger, like I told y'all, the mindset was like, eat till you're full. And I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. You don't need to eat till you're full. Right. Whatsoever. Just satisfied. Right. Or, well, because oh, my yeah. level of satisfaction is going to be different than somebody else's. But until you're satiate, what, what word am I looking for? I don't know. Fulfilled. But, nope. it's, but you know what's <laughs> crazy, though? So when you, when you talk about your full, so like today, the whole fasting thing, the first time I ate today was right before I got off work. So I, I went to work around um, 4.30, and then I got done at 6. So I went to the little canteen area we have at work, and mm-hmm. I went and got a um, something to drink and because they had, like, a bunch of water in the back. and But they also have a vending machine. So I was like, huh, I want something small to kind of, like, you know, give me one energy. So I was like, wait, there's a Reese's cup in there. I want that. <laughs> um, I had that, and from how hungry I was, I ate that. You know how satisfied I was just from eating that alone? But I know that's terrible just to eat that and be like, yeah, whatever. So I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm going to have to make sure I grab something to eat. But it's 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 so easy just to quickly take the easy way out. And just a lot of people just assume that don't beat yourself up too much. But then also know like, hey, look, you're making a plan. Stick with it as best you can. And... You know, if you fuck up, you fuck up. But don't let that get you down to the point where, like, well, what's the point? Um, that's the only advice I can give you. But, you know, that's for me. I think that's the biggest struggle. But speaking of advice, what advice can you give people from your own personal experiences that may help them in their journey to become healthier? Not necessarily skinny or skinnier, but just healthy in general. I think the biggest thing for me would be to, A, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Not because, I mean, everybody wants to look better and feel better, but make sure you're actually doing it for your health and not to, like, impress somebody or, I don't know, try to fit into somebody else's standards. Right. Um, But also, B would, and it kind of plays into the same thing, is just... Work on your mental health at the same time because I think that that's going to help you achieve those same goals. Like it all, like we've said this whole episode, it all meshes together and it all plays a part. Right. And yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing is for the right reasons because I know before my surgery, I 
told them, yeah, you know, it's for the right reasons. But all I could think about was, ooh, I'm going to look better in this outfit. I'd look better in that outfit. And I'm not saying, like, that's not cool things to think about. But I you're wish. Be- you're better than me. Because but let me tell you what. <laughs> when I was younger and I just got home from overseas and I was a little skinny muscular. Eh, I wasn't doing to look good in cute in outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, trust me, that was coming into it too. I was like, I'm gonna be slim as I am. Kitty kit. <laughs> no, actually, back then I was, you know, hung up on one particular person. But so that wasn't really a factor. But I was like, ooh, we can do different positions. <laughs> <laughs> I could bend over backwards finally. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then what I wasn't thinking about was oh, this will help me feel so much better. It'll make it easier for me to travel and accomplish all my goals that I have as far as that's concerned. And I don't know. I just wish I had thought more about it. Maybe it would have helped me stick to it more. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know. My mental health was not straight. I will say that. And then not long, because I had just lost my mom not even a year before the surgery. Mm -hmm. And then two years after the surgery, uh, my dad died. So... Yeah, given the circumstances that were surrounding you, Grant, I know it's not an excuse, but I mean, it sounds like you were dealing with a lot, especially at that time. And I know you kind of already answered this question in a roundabout way, but just curious. So whenever you eat, like like you said today, you had to order something mm-hmm. or you got food that wasn't the greatest because you were busy at work all day. Mm-hmm. So do you, if you had come home and eaten like salmon and green beans, mm-hmm. would it have affected your mood any more than eating the bad stuff like would you have been happier eating the bad stuff and you know it's funny that you say that no actually it makes me feel worse when i don't do the right thing when i do it's, it's so crazy and that's how i think we like our mindset at least mine in any ways i'm like a dog when i know i do good when i good boy <laughs> i'm happy about it like i know that i did the right thing right. that's like you know what the the how do i word this like, when you know, people talk about integrity, doing the right thing when nobody's looking. It's essentially the same thing. Like, you know, when you help somebody and you know that there's no kind of gratification that you're going to receive that, you know, oh, you get praised. Brittany did a good job. Other than the fact that you know you did the good job. Right. Like, I feel like I feed off that a lot more. And that's why I enjoy doing it because I know that it's, you know, it not only is it making me healthier, I'm doing the right thing. I'm treating my body like it's supposed to be treated. Um, But, no, like, as far as... The food goes like it wouldn't play a mindset. Honestly, I feel shittier after eating it because I'm like, fuck, I'm full. And, eh. Because, like, the other day when I cooked, Dad and them came over for dinner. We usually try to do, like, a Sunday dinner thing Um, that was started by my niece who does not participate, which is hilarious. <laughs> and if you listen in, you still ain't shit. You haven't been to one since uh, November. and keep a score. Um, Whenever we were sitting there, like, I cooked fish and chicken. Like, all of it was grilled. Nothing crazy. Um, some vegetables and whatnot. Like, eating that felt phenomenal. Um, right. Because, again, I know that I'm, I'm eating the correct portion. I'm eating the right stuff. And, you know, when you put the, like, it's so corny. When you put the right fuel in the machine, it works better. Same thing. Like, you know, do you put diesel in a fucking regular unleaded vehicle? No. <laughs> Same thing when I'm over here putting a fucking corn dog in this machine. It's backfiring. And let me tell you, this is how I know. There's a lot of people that do not believe that I remember. Remember I said before this episode, I wish I could remember what it was I wanted to talk about. I just remembered. So a lot of people believe that this is not a thing. But I tell you, you are full of shit. Food addiction is a real thing. It is. And 
the different the way my therapist explained it and it kind of was like oh yeah that makes sense is it is one of the harder addiction hmm, that's probably not fair but well no i mean and don't not say it's not hard because every addiction you go through is hard i mean right. I'm not saying like the other ones aren't i'm not don't you're not i know you're not taking it away from me the one but it is right. hard but the difference is you have to eat so just imagine that an alcoholic a recovering alcoholic has to still have a little bit of alcohol every day but it has to be a certain um it can only be a certain portion and it has to be one that they don't like and then same with the, somebody that's addicted to drugs because you have to eat. So I have, I'm going to sound really fat and it's going to be kind of funny, but also I'm being dead serious. If I came over here and we had a healthy meal together and we have before, I'm not saying that I would do it because I'd probably be full from my from having the surgery. But everything in me would want to, when I leave here, stop at McDonald's and get something that's not healthy. Even though I'm not even really hungry. Yeah. But it, it's just something about that. I, I don't know. It doesn't, it makes me happier. And then I always have to have that feeling of being full. Right. And if I don't feel that, then I'm like, well, this is some bullshit. Right. And it's, I mean, I would encourage you trying um, the fasting thing. Because I will say the one thing I've noticed in just a couple of days where like, I don't, necessarily have the need to be full i just need to fucking eat because <laughs> bitch this shit hurts um and it's gotten better over time because at least my body's now expecting like look from the hours of fucking uh what time was it 11 to 7 is when i can eat like it's like hey get your shit together and fucking eat something before we kill ourselves <laughs> um but i see what you're talking i mean like don't get me wrong I, I get what you're talking about like you know when we do the fat people dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of like that kind of mindset like it makes you happy for me it's like bitch you get to eat because it's fucking you're hungry right kind of mindset but like i get where that could easily translate into like i need this to feel happy or feel happier not necessarily make you happy yeah. um and like you said food addiction is a real thing like i've seen numerous family members deal with it and it's not even necessarily like a uh i don't, I don't even know how to word that they don't know they have it mm-hmm. because it just seems like a normal thing. And especially my thing that a lot of people don't notice that people may even have a food addiction that are unaware of it. If you eat when you're bored, believe mm-hmm. it or don't, that's a part of a food addiction because I'm, I'll be sitting there bored as shit. I don't need to eat because I'm not even hungry. I'll be sitting there like, all right, cool. Don't have anything planned till later on in the day. I'm going to sit over here and eat some smart pop on my couch. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you say that about some people aren't even aware of it. My, <laughs> My therapist tells me all the time, you are very self-aware. You've told me the same thing about me. Yeah, I'm self-aware. The problem is I don't I don't fix it. I know what the problem is. I can identify it. I know I ain't shit, but I don't know how to <laughs> fix it. Same. I'm not shit, but I don't recognize I'm not shit, and everybody else has the problem, <laughs> not me. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I want to get better at it. I want to work on it. And I got to quit making excuses, but I got to figure out how to shift that mindset of, I don't need food to be happy, but I want it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's not easy. I mean, how how old are you? 35. Okay. And I'm 29. So it's a work in fucking progress. You didn't get this way overnight. 
-hmm. Don't expect it to go back the other way overnight. And it's not even talking about it, even recognizing it's a problem. It's just, it's going to come with time. I hate that fucking expression. All things are better in time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> time machine is shit. Speed it up a little bit. Thanks. Um, but no, it's not. It's 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 a journey that you take, and it's different for everybody. Um, and it's you know, not an easy one to say the least. Especially if you're dealing with different types of, you know, issues that are not necessarily considered like a normal thing. I mean, nowadays, what the fuck is normal? Not me. <laughs> not us, best friend, not us. Wait, what do you mean us? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I thought I was fine. So, I don't know. I mean, we can work on it together. We just... We gotta get to the point where even if we have a, a slip up or, you know, we have a day where we don't necessarily do the best, at least for me, like, I gotta not beat myself up because for me, I fall into that spiral of well, look at you, you piece of shit. You couldn't make it through this day. And then yep. my mood changes and then I just fall into that pit. Yep. And I, I mean, I know we are both very hard on ourselves. Facts. Oh. And I'm harder than anything. It's just, oh, there's are been, you? There's been time. <laughs> <laughs> I know what else is hard. Well, yeah. That uh, it's been times like even at work, like I will criticize the fuck out of myself even at work. I remember one day I was so pissed. <laughs> and it was... Brittany was like, no, that's you're fine. Like, this is the first time doing something, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, and it kills me whenever you, like, beat up on yourself. I know we've talked about this before, too. Like, hearing you beat up on yourself, I'm like, no, stop, don't do that. Don't talk about my best friend like that. But then I'll turn around and do it to myself. Yeah. Hypocrite. <laughs> Can't have that shit in our society. Percocet. And... The one thing I will say, though, like having somebody that it is it, having somebody with you to go and like keep you accountable for stuff like that is a great resource. However, it's a double edged sword because don't become dependent on that person to keep you in line because it also has a lot to do with self-motivation and then, you know, making sure you maintain your own personal accountability. But, you know, just be careful about doing that because I noticed that, too, like because there's been sometimes like whenever we try to do meal prep together. But then when you don't show up, I'm like, well, then fuck. She's not doing it. I don't necessarily want to do it either. So, <laughs> so just be careful with that because sometimes it can also fuck you up and not necessarily play in your favor. So just kind of be mindful if you do do that with, you know, your friend or your coworker or whatever. You say doo-doo. Which yeah. is what you look like, the emoji, <laughs> like you said. Yes, I do. Big blob of nothing. <laughs> but no, if y'all have any advice, tips, tricks, all right. those things. Let's, any any let's money know. for liposuction, all that stuff, yeah. I would greatly appreciate it. I don't know if you can have gastro bypass twice, but let's go ahead and cut her open, boys. You know what? No, she didn't have gastro bypass no, twice. She yeah. had the sleeve. Never mind. Yeah, you can go from sleeve to gastric, but I already fucked up and went full Monty, and I, I went full send and fucked it up. <laughs> went a little too hard there. <laughs> but, guys, we're uh, we're done talking about health. We're about to go to fucking yeah. McDonald's get a McFlurry real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my poor best friend is barely functioning over there. He looks so sleepy. I know. I look like who you know who that's on the floor. I can't call her name, but she's passed the fuck out. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm about to do. But guys, make sure you are following us on all of our social media. We have plenty to follow us on and we have so many episodes. If this is your first time joining, which I know we have a few more followers. We have from Seattle, Washington, Charlotte, 
Washington, D.C. now. Not many, but a couple. <laughs> um, we have broken over 1,200 views in Apple alone. Spotify is at 700. So the platforms are split, but, you know, it's crazy to think. At a total, almost 2,000 listen listeners, listening platforms, whatever, have listened to us and our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being entertained or at least listening. I just realized that Washington, D.C. viewers, listeners might be the FBI after our sex episode. So You're the one who needs to be concerned. Yeah, I'm probably on a watch list. Yeah, no fly zone. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Tiki Talkies. And TikToks. We also have our webpage, pumpkinpatch.com, I think. <laughs> one of them something just, we also have a just google pumpkin patch or better yet go to our instagram we actually have a link tree that has all of our different platforms spread across all the networks um we're still working on getting more videos out if there's any content you specifically would like to see um let us know next episode is going to be a mukbang because we talked about health this one <laughs> next one we're going to be fat as fuck four hundred dollars worth of food baby yep yep but guys <laughs> appreciate you joining us in the pumpkin patch and until next time don't go blowing your load all over the place. That was fucking lame. I Thanks know. for that lame send-off. I think I've used that one before, too. Sorry, guys. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah, whatever. Adios. <laughs>